Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is. And you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. All right, there's a lot of buzz these days about probiotics and the role in human medicine and animal agriculture. There's an ever-increasing range of probiotic products in our grocery and health food stores and available to us from animal product suppliers. However, what they are and how they work isn't really well understood by the consumer. Dr. Lerner earned his master's and doctorate degrees in reproductive physiology from West Virginia University and completed a postdoctoral fellowship in molecular genetics from the University of Southern California. Dr. Lerner has been involved in production animal agriculture for the last 39 years. He is currently the head of marketing and product management North America for Christian Hansen Animal Health and Nutrition. Welcome, Dr. Lerner. Doctor, what are probiotics? So, John, probiotics are currently defined as living microorganisms which, when consumed in adequate amounts, confer a health benefit to the host. Now, the working group of experts with the World Health Organization and the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, uh, who define probiotics, also identified a set of characteristics of a bacterial strain that must be in place in order for that strain to be considered as a probiotic. First, the strain must be able to reach its proposed site of action, uh, typically the digestive tract or gut. And therefore, it had to survive the physiological stresses and conditions that it met after it was consumed, such as stomach acid or rumen fluid in cattle or intestinal pH changes and the presence of things like bile salts and digestive enzymes. Second, it must maintain its physiological characteristics and be stable during manufacturing and delivery process. And last, it must prove to be beneficial with a complete absence of risk for the host. Why do we need to consider using probiotics? Well, the digestive tracts of all animals, and people too for that matter, are populated with hundreds of billions to hundreds of trillions of bacteria. This population of microorganisms is referred to in the common parlance as gut flora or by research scientists as gut microbiota. These organisms are essential to the health, well-being, and normal functionality of the animals that they populate. From time to time, as we know, there can be disruption of the, in the harmonious balance of different species of bacteria within the gut microbiota. This is typically the result of such things as an abrupt dietary change, maybe use of high doses of antibiotics, or the ingestion of pathogenic organisms. I think we're all well aware of the physical symptoms of an upset bowel. In production animal agriculture, digestive upsets and intestinal disease challenges are 
will likely result in economic losses. So one tool available to herdsmen and other managers of production animals to address and possibly even prevent these periodic disruptions and challenges are daily-fed probiotics. Effective probiotics have been shown to improve digestive function and the stability of the gut. How do probiotics work? Effective probiotic organisms engage in three major categories of interactions. They can interact with the feedstuffs, they can interact with other microorganisms, and they can interact with the host animal. Since we're speaking about probiotic organisms, those that confer a benefit, then these general interactions are positive and result in stability and normally functioning digestive system and an effective, efficient immune system. So let me list for you the major modes of action that have been well documented in the scientific literature for these type of products. Some strains of probiotic bacteria may block entry of pathogens into the epithelial cells, those cells that line the intestinal tract, and provide a physical barrier. This is referred to as colonization resistance. Other probiotic bacteria can stimulate the release of mucus by specialized goblet cells in the intestinal tract, and this mucus creates a barrier that prevents direct interaction between pathogenic bacteria and the lining of the intestine. Probiotics, through their communication with these human epithelial or animal epithelial cells, can help maintain the quality of tight junctions that exist between these cells, preventing leakage of material out of our intestinal tract and into our bodies. Some probiotic strains have been shown to produce antimicrobial factors that can kill pathogenic organisms directly. Still other strains stimulate the innate immune system by signaling to specialized cells called dendritic cells, which then travel to the lymph nodes of our body and can stimulate immune system to actually cause or prevent inflammation. Some probiotics may also prevent or trigger our innate immune response by interacting with specialized white blood cells that are associated with the digestive tract. Taken together, These data show us that these actions reduce the presence of pathogenic organisms, reduce their associated pathogenic processes, and improve the responsiveness of our immune systems. Those changes lead to a greater percentage of normal, healthy, thriving animals in the group, and as a consequence, that group provides better economic returns, whether we're measuring weight gain, fee conversion, efficiency of milk production, adverse health events, or other production variables of economic importance. The bottom line to the probiotic story for producers is really all about the adoption of best practices to maintain healthy herds and flocks. Using the best tools available should lead to the best results. Evidence repeatedly shows that the proper use of an effective daily-fed probiotic can provide a repeatable, consistent return on the investment. I'd like to thank Dr. Lerner from Christian Hansen for joining us today. And I encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture.